Hello. Tanner, hello, you hello. on? I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everybody, this is Benjamin Campbell, Tanner T. Teller. Welcome to the Root of the Truth. Uh, we're going to dive deep into, um, well, as you would probably think, it's a conspiracy theory. To me, Tanner, we definitely don't think it's that. Um, it's definitely the truth to us because of all the deep research we've done, um, all the proof that's coming out of it. Um, and it's, of course, the pandemic. You know, all the, the hoaxes around it and all the craziness around it. So, Tanner, what, how do we start this? What, what do we do? How do we start this? I don't know. There's... There's a lot of information on this that a lot of people don't know. Um, Absolutely. I think the first thing we should look into is what this test is actually, this test that is saying, oh, we have 2,000 new cases today or 200,000, 300,000 in the country. What this test that we're using, where it actually came from, and, and, you're, and you're meaning this this RTPC yeah. transcription polyamorous chain reaction test. Um, a guy, Carrie Banks Wallace, got the, the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1993 for making this test. Okay. And they were using it for determining if patients had lung, ca- lung cancer and several other illnesses before we started using it to detect this so-called virus. Um, I don't know, it kind of makes me crazy. And it, what's really crazy, and I, don't, I haven't looked too far into this, but the guy who made this test actually died in August of 2019 before all of this started. Yeah. So he... <laughs> He can't speak up about how he feels about yeah. it. He actually said very specifically, or wait, I have this quote wrote down somewhere. He said, you cannot use this test to either prove infectious etiology or to diagnose on infectious disease. Wow. Those are his exact, his exact words. And what are we doing? What are we and doing? We're using... We're doing we're doing exactly that, what he said not to use it for. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's very effective in how they're running the numbers. You know, um, go go more into that, how, how that is just, what that test is doing and how it goes into running that numbers and all that stuff. So what the test is doing, it's, they, they say that this test is for detecting this virus. Right. It doesn't detect a virus at all. It's it's a polyamorous chain reaction test, which means it's... it's So whenever... I don't know, it's hard to, to jump in on this. I get excited when I think about it. <laughs> so the test is, is actually finding RNA sequences. And so RNA sequences are so minuscule, so small, that in order to be able, for us to be able to see it, 
we we have to like it's it's so small and there's so much other material in there to to find it we have to amplify it or where the test gets its name from polyamorous chain reaction is the test actually adds in molecules that will bond to this specific rna sequence and multiply it and depending on how many amplification cycles you do right it will it will multiply that that one rna sequence if you do two cycles it will multiply two times if you do three cycles it will multiply that those two cycles by itself again so it's it's a at a propensional rate so what you're saying is so what you're saying is if someone they, from the first test they do with the first amplification if they don't find it they can just keep on amplifying it to find it into control yeah and is that what you're saying yeah definitely okay. definitely so the more times you amplify it like say at the 20th amplification right the next time the, for the 21st cycle of amplification it's actually multiplying it's it's copying everything that's already been copied so every time you you run it through a new cycle it's doubling all of the material the genetic material the rna sequences from all that has been amplified before i don't know if i'm explaining no, it very you well. are. No. um yeah wow so so nothing actually starts showing up on these cycles until you get to about the 36 um amplification cycle and then we can start to see it 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 just starts to change the color of the fluid really and that's just one of the signs that we know that there is that we are amplifying the the right kind of material or or it is working but then once you go to the the once you get to the 37th level of amplification you'll actually get about a 5% um positive um infectious rate i guess you could call it so like once we're by the time we get to the 37th cycle in amplification you'll get about a 5% false positive reading wow um wow and and there's actually there's actual regulations on this so the CDC here in America has a maximum um amplification level or range up to 45 cycles we're not allowed we're not allowed to go above that with any disease they they don't just use this for covid-19 they use this for all kinds of things but that's the maximum level we're allowed to do it with any of them but other countries have different levels of the different regulations so it it really kind of explains the difference in numbers in different countries good gosh good gosh so in a, this is all when, when it's all bundled up into all the shit we're hearing this is all just a, just a, a hoax the way yeah i mean so there's 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 regulation on the maximum number of cycles they can do but there's there's not any on how little cycles of amplification that you do so if they want 
it to show that nobody's getting sick. They just don't amplify as many cycles. Yeah. And it the disease just goes away. <laughs> like in in China at the the first time the outbreak everything happened and China was growing like crazy and then overnight it just stopped and there was no more no more, no more new cases yeah. or anything. It just completely dropped. That's how that's possible. Yeah, it's just Yeah. <laughs> God, it's just pissed. Like, just the more we're talking about it, Tanner, I, I just get pissed off. And I, you know, I got to see all these people walking around with masks and they're, they're forcing it so heavily. And just, you know, the. You hear it on every commercial, yeah. on the radio, every TV commercial. Yeah, and they, and they demonize it's, you if you don't wear it. You know, it's. Just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the society, the, the, the rights, the rights they're taking away from us. Just when you look at look how how much power they really have we witnessed it we just we witnessed it firsthand how much power they have from yeah they the restaurants they made everybody sit in their household globally yeah for nothing really yeah and, and you know <laughs> really nothing because of the way they're saying it too so Okay. Yes, you you can get you can test positive for it, but when someone dies, the way they're wording it, the way that CNN's wording it, oh, yeah. they're saying yeah, they've died after testing testing positive. Exactly. They after they've died after tested positive from it. They never died from it. No one's died. Yeah, they, from they're it. not. I don't think anybody's ever died from it. Really, I'm sure maybe someone has, but <laughs> I'm still not positive that it actually exists they haven't actually isolated the coronavirus itself yeah so yeah, I, I think that's a good, this is a good transition into cox postulate absolutely go into that please so cox postulates it's the it's what the cdc who um every virologist epidemiologist on the planet it's what we use what we've used for almost 200 years to determine if a disease or a bacteria or a virus whatever is actually the infectious agent that is causing the disease and it it's it's known as a gold standard test because if you follow it correctly it will have a hundred percent accuracy on predicting if this is a virus or a infectious disease mm. spreading disease mm. and it's it's there's four postulates it's and i should i just say these word for word what they are it's a little technical i mean mine as well i mean the, people are going to be technical about it they're going to try to you know demonize us for it and blast us for it if we don't do it so i mean mine as well okay well so they're they're called Cox postulates or cox postulates you can pronounce it however you want to I've heard both ways but so the first one is the microorganism must be found in abundance in all organisms suffering from the disease but should not be found in healthy organisms hmm. so what that means like say we'll just use um, uh, chicken pox as an example okay so the chickenpox flu, they, it's the microorganism in the postulate just means the virus or the bacteria or whatever it is that is thought to be spreading the disease. So in the case of 
chicken pox, you get um, little red pustules on your skin that are actually filled with the chicken pox virus. And so if we, to fulfill the first postulate, you can take fluid from those pustules on the skin that have the virus on them or from their blood and we can find that virus um it, uh, there's a term called vremiology that explains that there it basically means that there's hundreds of copies of this virus or bacteria in the blood so for the first postulate to be fulfilled all of the people that are ill or thought to be sick of this virus we can find those microorganisms or viruses or bacteria in their blood and then all of the healthy people that are just walking around like most of the people today you won't find that readily in their blood or in any postules or okay whatever like they don't have chicken pox you can't see chicken pox on them walking around right this chicken pox as an example it's it's it seems pretty pretty basic and it really is um so the first one we can detect the microorganism in the sick people but the people that are healthy don't have it in layman's terms okay so number two the microorganism must be isolated from a diseased organism organism and grown in a pure culture now that makes sense that right there yeah. makes total sense does it not when you do it, yeah it, that. yeah if you don't isolate it then how do you know that that's what's causing exactly it if you don't isolate, you it, from isolate it yeah so as an example with the chicken pox we find these people or these kids that have chicken pox we take some fluid from one of the red pustules on their skin and we determine or we can see those viruses we then take that fluid and run it either through a, a filter or through a um i mean there's several different ways you can do it you can do it with a i can't think of the name of it I forgot what the name is. Um, Whatever. Oh gosh, what is that? A uh, it's a thing that spins it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Oh well. Oh well. That's just one of the ways. Yeah. But then, after you've isolated it, you take that virus or bacteria. In this example, with the chicken pox, we we isolate that virus and then grow a culture with nothing but a hundred percent of that virus. So that's postulate number two. Um, postulate number three, the cultured microorganisms should cause disease when introduced into a healthy organism. So out of that, once we've taken the fluid from the sick kid, we grow a culture with nothing but the virus. We then either expose um, hosts or organisms that are susceptible to the disease in this case would be little kids we get a lot of little kids sick right i know it's kind of bad <laughs> um, <laughs> use little kids but, example the whole time. <laughs> yeah so we take this this virus from the sick people we find kids that aren't sick and we inject them with it and get them sick 
and a hundred percent of those kids then get sick with chicken pox that's postulate number three um the fourth postulate is the microorganism must be re-isolated from the inoculated diseased experimental host and identified as being identical to the original specific causative agent so after we've taken it out of the sick kid grown it into a pure culture we then take that culture inject it or make them drink it whatever right a hundred percent of those kids then get sick with with that disease we then take another um specimen from them which would be the smallpox we then just redo that process all over again take it from the kid that we inoculated or got sick take that fluid from the pustule isolate the virus in that grow another culture of it and then inject it into another kid or kids and all of those kids then get sick with the same disease makes sense that's what that's that's cox that's, I, i know it's kind of boring well i mean people need to understand that because um i'm pretty pretty damn sure that this virus hasn't even gone through a fourth of that i would imagine oh no i don't even think it would pass any of that uh, do you agree no i Oh yeah, I've I've actually done research into all of these papers that have been published based on that they've um published saying their procedures and what they actually did and none of them isolated the virus at all. Some of the papers yeah. even openly admit that they didn't even attempt to isolate the virus. Oh my god. And look how they're shutting the whole freaking world down, man. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> There's not even real proof of it. They haven't done any scientific proof to shut the whole world down, and they've, done, they've already done it. And that's where you know that it is more of an agenda that's more nefarious and way more complex than we even know. So, um, God, that just blows my mind. Yeah, so so this is what we actually did in Wuhan. Um, so... There, the people that had symptoms, the symptoms at the time were low-grade fever and dry cough. <laughs> Those were the the two symptoms. Now it's over a hundred with COVID nineteen, but <laughs> nobody who had the symptoms had. So what they do, what we did here, I'll explain what we should have done, I guess. So normally, what we do in this situation is we get five hundred people that have this um, proposed infectious disease that's spreading every time there's a new one this is the procedure that we do we get 500 of the people that have the symptoms all have the same symptoms of this new disease we then do an electron mi- microscopy and examine the the blood or the sputum in this case in their lungs this is what we should have done to find out if we could find these millions of copies of this virus. Okay. And then we also do that to 500 people who are healthy, who don't have this virus and see if this is, if they have, they also have this virus or this bacteria in them. 
So just that's just the first step. This is what we did, or what they did in Wuhan. Wuhan. So they they took a smear of the electron micro microscopy of the uh, material in their lungs. What they found was cellular debris, a number of things that look like viruses, and one that looks like a coronavirus. There's there's hundreds of different coronaviruses. Wow. But they so they found one that looks like it. They did not attempt to purify the virus. This is their their exact words. They did not. We did not attempt to purify the virus. They did a genetic sequence test and found a new RNA sequence, and then determined that that new RNA sequence had to mean that that was the disease that was causing this illness. Just because they found they just found a new RNA sequence, so automatically they said, "Okay, this is what's causing it." No, this is just this, because it was a new one. This is something I guess I don't know. I've, you haven't told me this part, man. I thought I knew a lot more about it, but I, I guess I haven't. Uh, so that is that is wild. That's absolutely buck wild, man. That <laughs> they would. So okay, they they found the uh, out of the multiple reasons why they were sick. There was one of them was coronavirus, and they looked more into that. And well, it, it's not. They didn't say that that was causing it. They just found a virus that looked like a coronavirus. Oh, okay. And because um, because they found a new RNA sequence in this coronavirus, they immediately said this is what's causing it. They didn't do any tests or anything. They didn't pass any of Cobb's postulates. They didn't do any of that. Just because they found the new RNA sequence, they automatically said that this is what was causing it. Damn, that's wild. People, let's let's end it on that. I wanted to make this episode just uh, a brief. Deaths on it. Um, Because, yeah, I've got a lot more. Yeah, and we'll figure out what we can name this and go more into it man this is this is good this is really good i'm glad we did to come out to people um three things that people need to know i lost you there at the end yeah my phone is jacking up that's kind of it's it's dying on me um i just you got anything in closing that you want to say um i just people just I think people need to just look up Kerry Banks Woolis. He's the guy who invented the RT-PCR test that we're using now for COVID infection that he invented in 1993. People just need to look him up and I think it'll open their eyes a little bit. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, um, we're going to get, we're going to get more on this tomorrow and we're going to have a, a bunch of episodes back to back on this and we're going to hit it hard. We want, we want to get the truth yeah. out there. We want to get right to the root of it. Uh, hence the name. Yeah. So we've got the root. I mean, if we got everything shutting down, we might as well take advantage. We of might it. as well. <laughs> All right, Tief. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to shut this thing down. We'll, we will uh, talk more about it tomorrow, brother. All right. All right man. Can't wait. Take care. Bye.
All right, see ya. Hello, universe, the great divine. Welcome to the Root of the Truth. I'm your host, Benjamin Campbell. Alongside me is Tanner Teller. What a wonderful world we're living in, the time we're living in. It's truly a remarkable period. Uh, well, let's, let's just go ahead and get started. So, Tanner, I, we had some questions from the last episode, and I know we went over, uh, good gosh, we went, we went over an array of things. Um, I think we ended with Cot's postulate. Is that right? Yeah. Um, didn't go quite in deep in depth as I would like, but it there's I don't know it it raised a lot of questions in people that I yeah. think we should address today. Oh, I'm sure they've got a lot of questions. Yeah, I got que- I have them all right here. Um, I, it's not a lot of questions. You think it'd be a lot, but we don't have a lot of listeners, so it's about four or five questions. Um, so, and do you want me to start with the first question? Or do you, or is there something else you want to clear up from the last episode? I know I, I, know I kind of cut you short on it. We can just go on to it. <sighs> All right, let's do it. Uh, so this, I'm not sure who this is, honestly. I don't know if it's like one of your friends or not, but uh, it is uh, Jamie, Jamie Villa. Person, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, it's probably one of Sean's friends. Uh, let's so the question is it is if it's not a virus, then what could it possibly be? Very valid question, I believe. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, because a lot of people are scared, and you can. We talked about it with Cox postulates or with the, what the RT PCR test is doing. So yeah. you are able to test positive for this test because it's looking for this specific RNA sequence. That this is something I didn't. I wanted to get into last time is so the regulations is a maximum of forty five cycles on this test at least here in CD, in by the CDC in America and. Got it. What people need to know, or what a lot of people don't know, is with literally with anybody, if you do sixty cycles of amplification, uh-huh. you get a hundred percent positive reading on this RT-PCR test. It's, now, Tanner, saying that, now I did hear that um, what was it, in Africa that they were testing a piece of papaya fruit and it came back positive um and i'm sure they were doing the you know the same amount of amplifications uh the cycles yeah well so, so pretty much anything any any biological system has dna and rna and once this test because it's amplifying this material so much it amplify at at 60 cycles the, the person or the biological system that's being tested will have every RNA sequence that we know of. <laughs> oh, okay. So, oh man. But, all right. So, so why are these RNA sequences 
why are we testing for it? Why are we able to find it in people? Why are people? I don't know. Here, I'll I'll just. Are you, are you, are you about to? Are you about to say what I'm thinking? About to say? Are we about to jump right into this fifth generation 5G wireless technology? Is that, is that we're gonna go there? Well, yes, but it's not like okay. what it's the like you can't say 5G on YouTube and stuff because they'll pull your video down. Like there's, yeah, they don't, want, they don't <laughs> right. want people looking into this, and they're also making false information campaigns, saying that people are saying that 5G is causing coronavirus. That's, it's not what it's doing. It's not causing a virus. So every time we've introduced a new electromagnetic field, it it has caused uh, pretty much 150. Out of the all of the pandemic outbreaks, the last 150 years are directly correlated with a new electromagnetic field that we've introduced. So, like the Spanish flu, 1918, the in late fall of 1917, we introduced radio waves around the world as a form of intercontinental communication. Um, uh-huh. World War One, we started pumping out all of these radio waves. Um, Rudolf Steiner, he was uh, the the lead epidemiologist on working with the Spanish flu, said, quotes, viruses are simply excretions of a toxic cell. Viruses are pieces of DNA or RNA with a few other proteins they brought out from the cell. They happen when the cell is poisoned. So, yeah. So the cell can be poisoned by many different things, by uh, pollution in the air, by stress, by electromagnetic frequencies. Um, Pretty much everything causes you to release this RNA or DNA. And there's actually a new theory of what what this is. It's, It's called exosomes here. Let me. I have the definition okay. somewhere. Yeah. In the Britannica Dictionary, the definition of an exosome is a nano-sized vesicle secreted from cells that contain any of various biomolecules, such as proteins, which is an RNA is, or nucleic acids, which is deoxynucleic acid or DNA. Um, it's used for intercellular communication. By exosomes plays a critical role in the regulation of um, physiological processes in the body. So, pretty much what it's saying is an exosome, like whenever people are experiencing a new illness, where the cells are, they go through um, cellular degradation. So, pieces of RNA or DNA are broken out or broken off of our uh, the DNA chain or the G- DNA structure. Right. And our cells will send this broken off DNA or RNA out to other cells. It's how they communicate that something is hurting them and to look out for it. And it not only goes through cellular communication, but we actually communicate with it from person to person this way. That's how we're, when one person is sick, it's able to, to warn the other person 
that there's something new that is damaging it to look out for it like trees do the same thing they they do this through their roots they can mm-hmm. it's it's really crazy all of the the world's leading um virologists and epidemiologists are actually starting to to switch their view over to what viruses are and actually start to look more into this exosomes like um skin that's, bird- that's, that's interesting right there so they're 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 changing up their view structure, their their whole what they've been taught past and you know in past studies of viruses to now look at it a whole lot differently the way our our structure is handling viruses or our, our DNA is handling it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So they're yeah. pretty much saying that viruses aren't coming from the outside of people coming in and hurting us. That our bodies are actually releasing these RNA sequences and DNA as a defense mechanism to something that is poisoning them or is toxic to them from the outside world. It's actually okay. a natural reaction our body is doing. It's The problem is, when why we've thought viruses are infectious is because they're, they're so small. The average one is three nanometers across, which is impossibly small. So we haven't been able to actually see what these structures are doing until here recently with electron microscopes and that's why they're starting to to actually switch their view like i don't think in the next five or ten years that viruses will even be taught the same way in schools no (laughs) yeah i think a lot of that is going to change after this right it's crazy like uh skip virgin he's a, a famous prominent virologist on the planet. He's one of the most popular. Just recently updated what he thinks a virus is. And so this is what he said. Uh, A piece of genetic material, either DNA or RNA, sometimes other proteins. It has a capsule made of the host cell membrane. In other words, your cell. That was his recent update to it. Um, okay, so back, I guess, back to the question. So, it's if it's not a virus, then what could it possibly be? What is causing this virus? I guess is that if that's if that's what she's asking. Well, um, so here I'll go back to what has caused these other virus outbreaks, okay. pandemics. Okay. So, the, in the Spanish flu. It, yeah, go. Yeah, go right into that. That's this. That's the meat of it. I want to hear this. In 1917, we introduced the new radio waves. So most people don't know this. The victims of the Spanish flu were 127 radio operators stationed at Camp Funston, Kansas, where they had installed a 50,000-watt alternator in their radio for intercontinental communication. Those were the first people to get it. People working at the radio station that were being exposed to these high levels of UHFs or ultra high frequencies. Um, So these these frequencies that just barely started hitting the earth from mankind, from a man-made structure caused those people to uh, get sick. Uh, The virus? Okay. Yeah. um, 
like our bodies are electrical. We know this. We know our brain yeah. works sending electrical si signals from synapse to synapse and the neurons in the brain. Why would we think that all of these electrical signals wouldn't have an influence on us? They're everywhere around us, always going through it, always interacting with us. Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Only makes sense. I mean, when you when you break down the structure of all matter, it is nothing but light waves. I mean, that is peer reviewed science. It's, so it's potential it's just, of energy. Yeah. yeah. You so, know, they did a study. You know, David Wilcock. Let me start to interrupt the here, but David Wilcock. They uh, he didn't do the study. This other guy forgot the name. It was a great study, but um, they had went to a what was it? A pear tree. They went to a pear tree, and this tree had grown pears on it. In the middle of not, I would say halfway grown pears. They were just they were getting ripe, and they had shine through a apple like a DNA the DNA molecule of an, app, of an apple shine a laser through it penetrated through the apple to the pear and within like I forgot how many days I would just say like a week that that pear that 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 was getting that laser on it through the through the apple was turning it turned into a, a fully functional apple like it was a real apple like you could, it's this whole DNA structure and everything is whatever was an apple now. Like, yeah, they actually they, the same they actually did studies where they did similar experiments like that with um, amphibians or tadpoles, and they were able to activate uh, certain genes that had been dormant and. I don't know. I'll, no, no you're right. No, they, you're right. They did do that. They made they. I think they made a frog turn into like a frog tadpole. It turned it into a. Uh, oh my gosh! I can't believe it. I have the book like literally with me on the strip right now, Tanner. I don't know if you know this. I'm over here at the lake um, doing this podcast. I, uh, I I'm not actually on the boat because I'm an idiot last week and I wrecked my fooler and broke my neck. So. Um, this is this is my July Fourth weekend doing this, um, and I brought that book with me. And I wish I had it right now. I uh, we could look it up. And I could tell you. Yeah, um, you're having more fun than I am. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Trust me, I, you don't you don't you don't want a broken neck, dude. I've <laughs> about had enough with it. I'm sick of it. It's only I'll been one week. Yeah, I'll stay away from that one. Uh, is there any way that this can these this virus can heal my neck? Is that a possibility? Five G? Dude, dude. Well, I'm sure okay. I'm sure there's a good frequency out there that could do that, right? Yeah, there are beneficial um electromagnetic frequencies. They actually did a lot of studies back whenever electricity was first first introduced and used by the public. Like we have barber shops and like things like that in local stores. They yeah. had um, shops that were they called them electricians before we had electric like we do today <laughs> treating illnesses through electricity like you could go you're gonna go to the barber shop and get my hair cut you could go to an electric an electrician shop and have um electro electrostatic stimulation 
to try and cure ailments he had. Right. Did I think? Um, what was it? Someone like it made someone's ears work better doing that. Like they would, it like tune someone's ears in a way. Well, yeah, there was a, I can't remember his name. There was a uh, biologist that was doing work on people, on deaf people, that he actually thinks that our our ear is not the physical structure that is in schools today, that it's actually an electromagnetic field that it's reacting to these electromagnetic structure or waves that are coming in. Because the the when you think of a sound wave, there the mass on it, the force on it, is so so small that it wouldn't be able to make these physical structures in our ear move the way they do. And actually, the the hairs in our ear that are coated in this this uh, gel that makes them more electrosensitive, and what is allowing us to hear effectively, but. We're getting off the off the subject here. Yes, um, yes, you're right. 1918 uh, radio frequencies. Let's get back to that. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, so yeah we went off on a tangent. So um, we do yeah. that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we can do that. This is our podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, so the the victims, first victims of the Spanish flu, this flu yeah. that we're told was pathogenic and was spreading from people person to person. The first to get it were 1,127 radio operators that were, they were, it was the most powerful radio on the planet at the time. And they happened to be the first people to get it. So, how did the flu, the Spanish flu, spread from um, Funston, Kansas to South Africa in two weeks uh, so that the entire world almost got it at the same time? When at the time, the two systems of travel were horseback and boat. Like, you couldn't get to from Princeton, Kansas to South Africa in two weeks. But yet, in two weeks, it spread all over the planet. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. To this yeah. day, they still don't have an answer for it. They still... It makes no, no sense. No sense, especially in that time, in that era. Makes no sense. You're right. And, and flus and epidemics still travel at that speed or people still get these symptoms wide at almost the same time before <laughs> it, it couldn't spread that fast. Even with today's forms of transportation, it couldn't spread from person to person that fast. So the, in World War II, Oh, I can't think of the exact pandemic that happened. Um, oh, I know it was a. Oh God, you told me this. I forgot it too. Um, I mean, it was a pandemic. We can. You know what? I got a computer right here. Just go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you know what it is. So, in World War II, we started using radar, which stands for radio detection and ranging. And we started to use it. Every ship had it. All of the, we had radios going across the entire planet that was blanketing the earth in this new electromagnetic field. And I mean, there was a huge pandemic. I can't think of the name of it right now. I mean, I think it was, it's, what I'm seeing here was just a uh, flu pandemic. I guess that was yeah. like the first flu. Pretty much all of the flu pandemics 
or all the pandemics have been influenza, but yeah, I, I guess or I guess that's kind of what it. Is. Yeah, I guess there's a certain name in this word. When it, was yeah. it, it wasn't bird flu, right? That was something else. No, so here I'll I'll get into that one too. So after the World War II pandemic, okay. there was the Hong Kong flu of 1968, where if, if you think if you remember Sputnik satellites, we started satellites. We Van Allen Belt. Which the Van Allen Belt is where we think that Earth is absorbing all of these electrical fields from the sun, from moon, the moon, Jupiter, Saturn, gamma rays yeah. outside of our solar system and the galaxy, and converts that energy where it's not as harmful to us. But we decided to put all of these satellites up into the Van Allen belt where instead of us getting this converted energy that the earth has made harmless to us, it's pumping out all of these satellite waves. Um, they did it purposely in the Van Allen belt so it would um, in- increase the amplitude of the signals so they would travel better around the planet. So that, that was wow. a new, a new wow. field and so what you're saying what you're saying Tanner what you're saying is another man-made object putting another frequency on mankind again causing this to happen and you're calling it something else six months later we get the Hong Kong flu (laughs) (laughs) okay alright I know there's more examples I know you got more examples give me another one yeah so there's all this talk about 5G right now no yeah the, in 2009, there was the, the swine flu pandemic, which, by the way, was the second H1N1 pandemic. The first was actually the Spanish flu. Um, 4G was released in 2008, almost six months before the 2009 swine flu pandemic. That makes total sense because it's going to take a whole year to get you know every single antenna operating. Properly, yeah, and, you know, and, and it, our bodies are experiencing this toxicity through from this electromagnetic frequencies, and it takes a while for the effects of it to get to a point where our bodies start sending out these signals saying that they're that's what's damaging us, and that's what we thought were viruses. They're actually exosomes, how our cells communicate with each other. So whenever this DNA or RNA is broken off due to cellular degradation from these electromagnetic fields, they then package it in their cell membrane and send it out to other cells or other people. And that's how other species also get this flu, like the swine flu or the the flu, bird flu. Um, All mammalians excrete exosomes. And we just didn't know what their what their purpose was for the longest time until here recently. <laughs> That's interesting. Very interesting. Well, should we get on to the second question? Sure, bring it. Okay. All right. So this is from Allie Grader. Is it? I don't know Allie Grader. Do you know her? I don't know her. I don't know her. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, this podcast is on Spotify, and we are, and I am doing some, uh, I guess, advertising a little bit. So I probably am getting different people. So yeah, 
I, I was hoping that all these questions would come from people we know, but apparently not, Tanner. Um, or maybe I haven't told you who this next person is. So, all right. So, Ali Grader says, "Okay, how are so many testing positive? Did we? Did you kind of answer that already?" Uh, well, yeah, indirectly, but oh. so so we're able to test. So we just talked about what an exosome is. It's an extraction from a cell that has been poisoned, which yep. what it is eating is DNA or RNA sequences packed up. So what is this test testing for? It's testing for specific RNA sequences. It's it's kind of crazy. It fits together so easily. Yeah, no, you hit the nail right on the head on that, so... So how are so many mini testing positives? She asked. Okay, that's. Do we need to move on? Well, um, I don't know. Should I go deeper into that? It, it seems pretty obvious to me, but yeah. I mean, that's. It's it is what I mean. We kind of answered in the first one when whenever we all get hit with electrical waves. I mean, everyone's going to. And, and it was that, and the way they're testing positive is they're running so many cycles on it. So yeah, it's, it's you, just bringing up so much material at at sixty cycles. That's why there's regulations on it, because once you pass <laughs> forty five cycles, you almost you start getting one hundred percent positive readings on it. It's so okay. Then that's how they're running the numbers. Is that right? They're just freaking us all out. They're making governors shut down places and putting masks on and all that well, bullshit. So, so this, is, this is crazy. So the the maximum by CDC regulations, the maximum number of um, amplification cycles we're able to do with, on this test for anything is cycles. Guess what the amount of cycles we're using for COVID is. How much? It's How many? Cycles. The maximum number we're allowed to do. Oh my God. Of course, of course, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. What am I talking about? <laughs> so it's not just electromagnetic fields that that make us release exosomes. Like any time the cell is experiencing a toxicity, so I mean it can be too much fish or too much mercury. You know, it can be from so many different things that we're constantly releasing these exosomes are constantly being released and produced by, by the cell to communicate with other cells what we're experiencing what it's experiencing it's always happening every mammalian cell has this system set up that it does yeah but i i, I, I think that it's just so this is crazy so the first COVID-19 cases happened in Wuhan, so we're told. Guess which city was the first city to roll out 5G? Let me guess. Wuhan. It was Wuhan. <laughs> okay. That's, that, I mean, when you start saying it like that, do we do we still sound crazy? Come on. This isn't a conspiracy yeah, they want it to sound crazy. That's why they're they're putting these videos on YouTube and stuff saying that people are saying that 5G is causing coronavirus. 
It's not causing a virus. It's causing the release of these exosomes, which contain this RNA sequence, which we are then testing for and saying is the cause of the coronavirus. Even though they didn't pass any of Cox postulates to verify that coronavirus is what's causing this RNA sequence to be released. Because some of the people that had coronavirus also have this RNA sequence that that's the cause of it. Is it third? God, I wish I, I wish I had a judge, a judge hammer. I'd smack that on the table as hard as I can, and I would say, "Boom, you're indicted." Because that's all. That's all you need, right there. I and mean, that just makes total, total sense. And where they're shutting down, they're ruining people's lives, Tanner. They're people, more people are dying for. They're getting. They say if this keeps going on longer, more people are going to die from suicides than this virus because yeah. their life is going to shit. Because there's of been an increase. Yeah, there's been an increase in domestic violence. There's been. It's doing a lot of damage. Um, and not only that, it's it's causing people and small businesses to foreclose on on their property. That, yeah, that has been loaned to them by these banking systems which are owned indirectly by shareholders by this the powers that be whatever you want to call them there's a small yeah. of people that are like if you it's called agenda what is it agenda 21 yes agenda 21 where they supposedly they want to depopulate the planet because there's too many of us to control like the the amount that they say will be ideal is like 300 million people or something um, yep and i've always said well if they wanted to kill us they could just put something in the water like it would be real easy to kill us they wouldn't have to put stuff in the air or all these other things but this this new 5g network could be the something in the water yeah yeah this could be uh, and a good analogy this would be our uh, if we were animals you know we're not animals if we were sea animals this would be in our water uh, you know this yeah. it it's only go- makes- we're all experiencing it it's going it's a 60 gigahertz wave so what that means or 60 gigahertz frequency so it means that the the troughs and the crests of the wave or a, a wave cycle it means that wave is going through one inch of air at 60 billion waves a second. So what is that, 60 billion hertz then? Yeah, it's a 60 oh gigahertz frequency. So it's it's way more than anything else we've been exposed to ever. It's oh, okay. by magnitude, it's such a higher frequency. And why they want higher frequencies, why the difference between like 4G and 5G is so like when you remember 2G and 3G, the 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 hertz on it was a lot lower. And what, what they, why we're using these waves to transmit data or how we're able to is if you think of like the the communication structures in a computer or how yeah. it processes data, it has ones and zeros, binary. 
So we we use these waves. It's how Wi-Fi works. It's how Bluetooth works. It is the crest of the wave is one, and the trough is zero. That's how we're able to transmit information over the air through these waves. It just it pulses these waves either one zero one one zero, um, and why these these higher frequencies or more magnitudes of hertz are able to transmit more data faster is because it's it's pulsing that that wave so much faster so more data can be processed and sent through the wave. yeah good gosh well <laughs> you, dude you're painting a very good picture for everyone that's listening so um let's uh so wait hold on so um 5g was first introduced in wuhan so they also say that this cruise ship was also another uh, place that it originated at. So uh-huh. the Carnival cruise ship, the Diamond Princess, guess what they just rolled out before that sell. This cruise? What they just rolled out? Yeah, the cruise ship had yeah. just started using 5G on their cruise ship. Good gosh. So, so yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely screwed out there on that shit how did did people all these people get an infection in the middle of the sea (laughs) that's true yeah uh i mean there's and imagine they have a really big tower right there on it just close as shit to everybody from it yeah it's showered in not only that not only that tanner whenever that ship is you know docking at you know port to port in different countries it's still broadcasting and it's yeah, right there so anybody that's thought about that i mean that's a kind of good way to start spreading it and but i mean i don't so you're saying it doesn't spread from person to person right that's just not how that works it's going to be through this no, frequency. well no that's what originates our cells to start saying look out for this rna sequence like our, okay. This sequence is broken off from our our DNA because it's being damaged by this wave or to- toxic, whatever it is. So our body packages it up in a cell membrane and sends it out, like the so it's, virus. It's sending it. It's sending. It's communicating with other human beings and other in other in our in those sequences or those RNA DNA strand or. Uh, it's saying to look at something caused this to break out, break off on us. Look out for the cause of this. Oh, okay. That's okay. So, that, well, that kind of, well, we just answered question three. That was, uh, question three was from Travis. He says, how is it able to spread from person to person? Well, so, yes. Yeah, so, so, that, so we're testing for this RNA sequence. People, are, if people that are being exposed to this, frequency and this is just one of the things that causes this rna sequence to to break off but we're testing for this rna sequence and it's we can pass it from person to person and whenever a person gets it you can have a reaction to it you can have slight symptoms because your body is reacting. It's a, you're, we send it out saying, look out for this. Something caused this. So our body naturally starts going into defense. So you start getting a runny nose to stop getting um, uh, bacteria and things to, to stop 
trying to get outside sources coming in. You start, you have a high body temperature or fever to, as a reaction to kill foreign objects in your body. Like you, that's why you can develop symptoms or low symptoms of it. And it can spread from person to person because the the person being introduced to it naturally goes into a defense mechanism to just be ready for whatever is coming. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, question four. I'm going to go to the next one because we're running right at 37 minutes. And we've been going at it for a while. Um, I want to kind of end it at right at 45, you know, not too long. Sure. Uh, not too short. So, okay, why? You might have already answered this. So why are – this is question number four. This is from uh, – let me change the page. What is this? Sorry. I just want to – whoever's listening, I want to make sure they know the questions they answer. Crap. Gene Deco. Another person on the Who knows? Um, he goes – he's asking – why are people being tested as positive but don't show any symptoms or are asymptomatic? Well, I think I just kind of answered that one. Um, yeah. So, you, you can't, like, what other illness have we had that's been so deadly, but so many people don't even know they have it? Like, it's crazy. You can have it, <laughs> and you're so deadly, you're killing people, but you don't even right. know. You have it. It's deadly to you're totally right. Uh, like this is like a great virus to have. Like, uh, hey, you got the virus. Well, I didn't even know I had it. Uh, I had it. And after two or three weeks, I did nothing happened. Like, you're shutting the world down for this. Okay. Yeah, that sounds silly to me. So it's insane. Like, there is a. There are. Well, I don't know. I won't go into that. Um. So, why are people being tested positive but don't show any symptoms? Um, yeah. It just depends on the immune system of the person, on what level of defense mechanism it's going. they're going to respond with. So, and people can be more or less affected by these ultra-high frequencies or UHFs. Yeah, everyone's different, right? Yeah, and... It's it's crazy. So these ultra high frequencies, we've been doing studies on this since they've existed. Um, since before we had these cellular communications, we we've known what ultra high frequencies do to the body, and they actually affect the respiratory system the most, which is what the symptoms of coronavirus mainly um, revolve around is respiratory issues. It's it's so crazy. Um, but well, you know, you know, I got I got a, an interesting thing to say, and I want to get your opinion on. This. So, there's a reason why I think that young kids don't get it, and older people just get wiped off the face of the earth with it. So, Jet, we'll use my son, Jet. Yeah. So, I, I myself, my generation has been affected or have been going through these frequencies half my life. You know, since we're 15 we've been having phones well Jet and my and his mom who were been half their life have been affected by it have a baby 
that's also his whole life has been affected by it. So it's gonna, I believe it's going to not cause any or do any more damage than someone that's, you know, um, help me out here. That's been older. That's old as hell. That's only been introduced to it for the last thirty years. So. Uh, does that make sense? Like, and am I- so is it supposed to be affecting young kids more? Is that what they're saying? No, young kids don't. Like, young kids don't even have to wear a mask from from ten uh, from zero to ten. Yeah. So, uh, so that it's kind of strange. Their whole life, they've had these frequencies going through them. They're not going to show that as being as, as symptomatic. Um, they're going to have well, those defenses, right? Yeah, and I wanted to clear something up i'm not i'm not attacking these these frequencies or anything i'm not saying that they're evil like we 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 adapt to it our bodies adapt it does it does kill people and mostly it's like old people because their immune systems are are just not as strong as capable they're already they're already at risk for it Um, like we adapt to it but it will kill a lot of people whenever it's first introduced. And I think that they're just, they knew this, like they, they've done studies this entire time. The military, the government have, I've seen the studies that they did. Like they know the effects, they know what this 5G network is going to do when they first release it. That is going to kill a lot of people. I think that they're, they're manipulating that, that fear of death and trying to say that it's this, this virus that is spreading and so so we're more likely to like to divide us in a way to keep us away from each other not have us communicate as much with each other because they the first rule of art and war is divide and conquer yes and that's black lives matter thing comes from i think like every time something big is coming up they it's like this racial issue comes up and they seamlessly transition over to that like <laughs> that's a weapon that they will have in their back pocket that they can use whenever they want to because that's the first thing we see in difference between each other is the color of our skin. So that's the easiest that they can influence and use. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's you're right. They got it they got it all planned out. You know, they're they're five steps ahead of us, you know. They uh yeah. good good gosh. Very evil, sadistic controlling freaks. Uh, That's saying it nicely, by the way. I think that where we're going, just wait. So the 5G network isn't actually being used to its potential yet. They're they're trying to roll out all these other towers. Yes, yes, they have 50,000 satellites that they've launched that are actually just for the 5G network. That's why these people are experiencing symptoms from all over the planet. And why it just happened like overnight almost is whenever we started launching these satellites up. There's there's forty to fifty thousand satellites. They're adding more every day, purely for this five G network. It's crazy yeah. how fast we're implementing this. Yeah, uh, and, you know they're rolling out. I mean, we talked about this the other night. Uh, you know, Tesla, Elon Musk. You know, he's he's got those cars. Those cars are going to be all over the world. They're going to start driving themselves. Um, I'm sure. You know. Boats will be the same way. Um, all kinds of stuff. So they're they're gonna need they're going to need five G out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. They're gonna need it. 
out there in the Sahara Desert. I'm sure they're going to make a four-wheeler that yes. needs some kind of, you know. You know the it, idea it, would be that there won't be a place on the planet that doesn't have coverage. Yeah, yeah. Once and it's then we could, also in, we could also go into why does it need that? Um, not only just for, you know, automobiles for transportation, maybe they want to track you as well. And that's, I, I think that's something we need to get into next, uh, our next episode. Um, Tanner, we got about a minute in closing. Do you, uh, do you have anything in, uh, in particular you want to go over? Oh, I don't know. I can't do anything. <laughs> what can we get? Yeah, we got, yeah, not in one just, minute. So what's to come this I think this shutdown is going like they're already starting to shut stuff down again. I think in the next few months, the the 5G network is just going to be implemented more and more. There's going to be more and more satellites. They want to have a hundred thousand um, by the time it's over to be able to have the network operating fully. They're putting out more and more towers, which it doesn't look like a cell tower. They because of this wave, the 60 gigahertz wave. Because it's producing so much energy so fast, it doesn't radiate as far. So they have to put up more nodes, they call them. Like pretty much they're, they're gonna have to be every um, 100 meters or so for the, like the little, network to work the way oh it's going so like this, little Like little access points? Yeah, like exactly, okay. like a Wi-Fi router almost. Okay. Like, Wi-Fi, the, the like most people don't know that most Wi-Fi is at 2.4 gigahertz, but the newer routers also emit a 5G. Yeah. They also emit a 5 gigahertz wave that is will transmit information a lot faster, but it doesn't go through walls or as far as well because it's, that frequency is so much higher. It's emitting. Um, it's using a lot more energy faster, so it doesn't. It dissipates a lot more quickly. It doesn't go as far. And it's That's the same right. idea that we're doing with this 5G. That's why they have to have the satellites up because I don't know. I won't go into that, but the this shutdown is going to get a lot worse whenever we're actually using 5G like it's planned to. And yeah where it's going to be right in whenever they're rushing to get this out in the fall. So what happens in the fall? Oh gosh. The flu use the flu. Is that what you said? You kind of broke up right there. Yeah. Like the influenza season is in the fall and there's reasons why it's that time, but I'll have to go into that later. Um, but oh, they're going to shut, shut down everything. They're going to shut down the schools and the grandma's cookie jar, man. They're going to shut they're gonna shut it all down. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a lot worse. Like this first time was a practice run to what's what's gonna come. Mm. So, and to not be afraid of this virus that's causing it. That's what they want you to. They want you to be scared of this virus and be fearful of it, so you're willing to do other things to ensure your safety because of this. That's how they take our rights away. Like the yep. Act right after 9-11, it allowed them to spy through our cellular communications between each other in hopes of catching terrorists in caves using cell phones. Like, it's crazy, but we passed it. We never would have passed the Patriot Act. If, God, they, got, they got little tricks up their sleeve, don't they? Just yeah. little things. <laughs> I just want people not to be fearful that it's 
this outbreak and it's this virus that's spreading and killing people that there's there's other reasons that they know is are going to happen that they're just using that as a kind of a front to get what they want done yep nope you nailed it right on the head on that one well Tanner, let's uh pull up man I, it was a great episode i'm gonna we're gonna get this thing published as quick as we can and get it out there so um Your, your sound real.